Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Matt. It's showtime. Connor's here as well. Yeah, I am. <laughs> that, that's not a reference to the show. That's that's a reference to uh, Angel Legend Shohei Otani. So, seventeen home runs. Oh, it's baseball. Okay, it, that, yeah, I, I yeah. had no idea what it was about either. It, it totally said fine. home people, runs. People are gonna get it. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if they will. I say legend facetiously <laughs> because it's been one year. Not even. Um, yeah, Matt sometimes gets sports tangents. Uh, often wrestling, yeah. but sometimes other sports. Hockey was a thing for like a couple of months, but um, well, hockey shall be a thing in three weeks. Oh, Don't God. you worry about that. Wait, how's it? How are we back to another season already? It wasn't that long since the last season. Because during the last season, the, the last time I got a hype, that was the playoffs, and then they went to the Stanley Cup, which is the final, and they and they, and they lost, and I was real sad. But it's a new season, so yes, we're right in the middle of hockey. Well, hockey's gonna be coming up. Football just started, and baseball's getting ready to end. So, so now I can't explain oh. it for Canada, but I feel like the appeal for ice hockey where Matt is is that it's just probably really cool compared to outside in the mm-hmm. desert. So everyone just goes mm-hmm. for the nice free air conditioning, essentially. Yeah. That's really why our games sell out. It has nothing <laughs> to do with how good the team was this year. It was everybody wanted to be around the ice. Yes. That's a novelty. Yes. No, I get it. During the summer, great at the supermarket and just standing at the frozen section for a while, just be like, oh, this feels nice. Just... <laughs> I had Simpsons where they can't afford the air conditioning, so Homer creates the tent around the fridge. <laughs> Joe, you know, it's so yeah. stupid, but at the same time, it kind of works. I mean, sure, yeah. electricity bill, maybe it, not. It sounds stupid, but I definitely would. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, no, no. Well, Connor, if, the, if it gets above a certain, Connor just melts, so it makes sense. It's true. Yes, that, that, this is true. Uh, we talk DC Comics on this show. Coming up on this week's episode, we have Batman 54, Justice League number 7, Green Lanterns 54, Nightwing 48, Green Arrow 44, Deathstroke 35, and Adventures of the Super Sons number 2. So that's what's coming up on this week's show. Matt's looking confused. Is it a book you were expecting no. me to say? Okay, good. <laughs> no, no, no. I just had something in my eye and I was trying to flush uh, it out. Oh, right, okay. Without touching my eye. So I was just yeah, all yeah. concerned. I was all concerned that I'd missed the book and I didn't read something that I was supposed no. to. Shit. Would have been anyway. pretty funny though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we yeah, this is what we do. We talk about Occasionally ramble a little bit to intro. Yeah, not a lot of news this week. There is some weird rumours going around about Tears and Crisis and who's dying and, and all sorts. Uh, what one one spectacular theory about Poison Ivy <laughs> which I don't think is gonna happen, but it's, it's kind of kind of insane. I don't know if you've heard this. I no. haven't. No. There's a theory going around that she's going to die in Heroes in Crisis and become the new Swamp Thing. You know what? I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I mean, so she's that... already been attached to the green, and like, yeah, I think it was was it Snow Soul or Snyder that touched on on that in Rot World. Oh, like, that was she Snyder. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah, but I think Soul did something later too. I can't remember. Yeah, possibly. But, um, yeah. but so, I mean, a couple of rumored books as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess this comes from uh, Swamp Thing and, you know, Justice League Dark Issue 2, saying mm-hmm. that he's ready to sort of pack it up and go join yeah. the Parliament. So I, I guess that's kind of what's lending some credence to the theory. Uh, no, you're right, actually, though, yeah, there was like a con. This was like right after last week's episode, which is why I didn't pop up in my news searches. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's yeah. rumoured Hawk and Dove book and a rumoured Spectre book, right? Yep. 
Tomasi's linked to Spectre and, and Hawking Dove was Orlando. I want to say Orlando's. Yeah, to yeah. that was it. Um, not 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 making me thrilled for Hawking Dove. I'll be honest. Is it an improvement? It could be. <laughs> it could be closer to Supergirl than it was to anything else, right? It could be. And the the one issue I read of his Wonder Woman was pretty solid. So, I mean. Not that Hawking yeah. Dove as a pair get me excited necessarily on them, on their own, but uh, no. But you like Condor and Swan, though. Oh yeah, they're great. Condor and Swan, they're my my uh, my OTP. Lemire uh, <laughs> doing some teasing as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was teasing. He was he was reading some GSA. I don't. Know, I'm not getting my hopes up. That's too good to be true. I'm not getting my hopes up. Do you know, do you know what the thing is? It could just be research for his Black Hammer stuff because. Yeah. That is essentially a JSA book. Yeah. Golden no. Heroes and whatnot. Yeah, that's yeah, oh. truth to that. Um, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of mumblings going around for various things. Uh, Gil, I don't know if it's DC really, but Gil Simone was tweeting this week she's doing research for a, a big character she'd ever written before. So, I mean, that could go anywhere, but, you know, mm. there's mumblings. I think I think we're a little bit on the quiet side because New York Comic Con is not that far away, and I feel like... Right. We'll be getting a few big announcements there. I mean, admittedly, maybe it'll all be rumoured before we get there, but... Yeah. yeah. Or Snyder will just tell us, because that's what he likes to do. Yeah, Snyder will tell us, because that's what happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tomasi Spectre book's cool. I mean, I don't think Spectre or Hawk and Dove as properties are... N- neither one's, like, super exciting to me, where I'm like, oh, yes, and they're back. But it's the sort of thing where, you know, if you put a good creator on it and it ends up being good, it, c- it could be like the next Mr. Miracle, where it's like, oh, shit, this is really good. I'm... I'm much more into Spectre as a concept mm-hmm. than Hawk and Dove. Yeah, oh, Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah. That's not Ghost Rider. You know? Better than Ghost Rider. Uh, yeah, well, depending on, on who you ask. But, yeah, uh, one, one's just a demon thing. This, The, the other is God's justice. <laughs> okay. Um, the way I look at it is it looks like DC is a little more comfortable in putting out, like, I don't want to say weirder books, but, like, it feels like they did before the like rebirth and new 52 and all that where it was more concentrated where you just kind of have these books that are around and if you read them cool but if not then they're still there it's diversifying so, a little bit i guess yeah it's a couple yeah. of weirder characters i'll be honest i think they've been doing that for a long time even during the new 52 there are a lot of books that you know they've only got eight to twelve issues but they still threw them out there and gave them a try Partly yeah but to make up the 52 number don't get me wrong yeah, I was going to say, they were really dead set on the 52 number, and now that feels like, okay, that gimmick's gone, we don't need it anymore. Yeah. And we can, you know, if we yeah. want just a Superboy book, there can be a Superboy book. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I would have just really meant since the start of Rebirth, which is not a complaint, because I like the Rebirth refocused oh. everything, but it has been kind of, mm-hmm. you know, until New Age of Heroes, where they started throwing out some new things. Kind yeah. of in the core line. Yeah, it's just been the core main mainstays of DC, and that's why. There was like a couple of things that were on the fringe, like uh, New Superman. Mm-hmm. Which worked out. It was one of our favorite books for a while. Yeah. So. No, no, but it, it, that was definitely one of the riskier properties. And yeah. Even that's yeah. connected to Superman, right? Which yeah. and we had no idea it was coming. Like we all thought it was a Lex Luthor book because it was just called the Superman, and then they changed the name. Yeah, that's was, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, do you, do which, you which is cool. Do you remember when you know, fake Clark Kent was running around and we were thinking it was going to be the original mm-hmm. Superman from like the original version, the bald evil yeah. Superman? Well, time, time's gone by. Uh, well, actually, this show's been going so long. I'm nostalgic for conversations we had like 80 episodes ago. That, that's that's what's happening here. Uh, so, 
Yeah. Um, so that's some interesting buzz. Um, obviously, you know, still waiting on Batgirl's book DC. How about we? How about we have that? Thank you, please, mm-hmm. kindly. Um, but yeah. Uh, and to be fair, Tomasi on a book makes a lot of sense because he's only doing Super Sons right now, and it's you know it's just the one issue yeah. a month. I'm kind of expecting him to have something else. Oh, he's got yeah, Detective I feel coming. Like he's working on a few things, and he'll pop Detective's one. That's right. I forgot about Detective there for a second. Never mind. Disregard that statement. He usually, yeah. he's quite a, a fast writer. You know, he yeah. does quite a few projects at a time usually. So I'm expecting a few things to pop up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, if anything, I'd expect if the Spectre thing pans out, I'd expect that to be kind of replacing Super Sons almost. Not that I think it's going to wait until it's done, but just in the sense yeah. that that's like a monthly book, and then this will be another monthly book because it'll be in Detective well, Double Shot. Feels for a while. like his Adventure of Super Sons has been in the can for a while. Yeah, actually, we'll we'll talk about that later. So, so yeah, if this is taking up his energy, then I think he still has room for him. so Detective and Spectre. <clears throat> yeah. That that takes up his old Super Sons. No, Super Sons was single shipping. So he was still doing Superman that was double. Yeah, so the so, detective's a double cares. and Oh Detective is still double. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't keep it straight anymore. Yeah. So so Spectre's taking yeah. Super Sun's slot and Detective's taking go. the Superman slot, yeah. Yeah. Um which probably means there'll be Spectre and Detective crossovers because writers love to do that when they're writing two books. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. Uh Alright, so yeah, we'll, we'll get into books then. We'll get into books. Uh, uh, we'll talk about Batman 54 first. This is Tom King, uh, re- uh, art by Matt Wagner actually, uh, popping up. Uh, yeah. not seen him in a while. Marred by a little bit of controversy before that came out though. What was the controversy? Um, Fill me in. Uh, originally, this was going to be coloured by um, Wagner's son, who did colour okay. the, the cover. Right, okay. And it got replaced last minute. And uh, Wagner was not happy about that because they'd had an agreement, and they decided it didn't fit the style of DC. And uh, and and replay is is the post that he put out, and he got, he got replaced by uh, who is it? Uh, Moray. Um, I'm looking at the cover because obviously you said they still called the cover, so I'm looking at this and I'm trying to see what they mean by doesn't fit the style of DC. It definitely looks more flat. Yeah. Like... A more old school, but Matt Wagner's art kind of lends to that, I think. Yeah, that, that's well, the thing. I prefer the colors on the cover. I think it suits it a lot better, and I think it's got a bit more style to it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I think I like Matt Wagner's art, but I do think the coloring in the book isn't suited to his art style. It makes it look too cartoony, which is my main problem with yeah. With this where, issue. Whereas his stuff usually looks quite pulpy. Yeah, because yeah. I've colors. I've liked Wagner's art in the past, and I think the line works mm-hmm. fine. But the yeah, there's there's the shading, the coloring, um, mm-hmm. not quite. And I wonder if part of it was that it was kind of done last minute, it was maybe a bit rushed. Pro- yeah, yeah, very possibly. Um, I'm happy to say I like I like the the issue though. Outside of that, like the uh, the story, how, I, I like a lot. How excited were you for Conor King? Oh, I see, Peter. yeah. See what see what I saw the 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 ketchup and stuff flying around, and then Dick's yeah. just make, they're making fun of him, and then obviously before that making fun of uh what's was Quilt, thank you Quilt, crazy Quilt, crazy Quilt. Quilt. There you go, um, and try to understand that he, he he's like no, so you so sometimes right, you make quilts. He's like no, quilt of colors, quilt of colors. <laughs> I don't it's a quilt so of colors. <laughs> oh. This, this made me long for for the Grayson days. And King and Seeley were together because you have the, the super quippy Dick Grayson. Um, yeah. And and here I do like how it it showed that he, a lot like Bruce, he was an angry young man 
right after. But what the difference is 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 the support structure around Dick versus Bruce. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's changed who they are as people. Yeah, the and fo- I really like that message in this one. Yeah, the focus of this issue is very much just kind of showing how Bruce took care of Dick after after his parents died. And then Dick's basically trying to break through and get him to open up about the fact that he's still upset about Selena. Um, and he's trying to, like, hey, you know, it's okay if you're not okay. You can break down. And it's not until the very end of the issue where he cracks a joke. You know, he makes a bet about, you know, uh, ricocheting around the, the Batcave. He's like, yeah, I'll, just, I'll bet you a Perry. He's like, I'll take the big one. And it makes Batman laugh. And then he breaks down finally. Um, yeah. And a big thing of King's, King's run has really been humanizing Bruce a lot more than a lot of writers yeah. do. Um, so you know, I, I that was effective. I, I think touching back, at, obviously we're all big fans of Dick. Make your jokes now, folks. Um, but he like using his relationship with Bruce and using their past and him being there for him and Dick trying to return the favor now is you know it's heartwarming. It, it works, I think, if you're a fan of these characters. Yeah. So how did Connor hate it? Because he always hates things that we no, like. I, about I, I think it's pretty solid. I, I don't love it. I'm not over the moon with it. I think it's pretty solid though. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything definitively that I can say. Oh, it's it's that I don't like. Maybe it is just something in the, the art, and maybe it is like the colors. It doesn't quite fit the story for me. The my main problem besides the the coloring making it look cartoony, some some panels of Young Dick mm-hmm. are just downright wrong looking. He looks like a a tiny child instead of like a. You know, if he was supposed to be like what ten, eleven, in that range. Yeah, yeah. it's more like six, seven. Yeah. So. He also, his angry face is kind of funny, actually, and not necessarily in a good yeah. way. Like I'm amused by it, so I guess it gave me some entertainment. Yeah. But it's the one where he's shouting that cucumber sandwiches are gross. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, that's the one. But right after that is the condiment, condiment king page, uh, yeah. and he's. So he's, I'm right back in. Yeah. Yeah, he's firing ketchup at people, and I love that Dick's all jokes. He's, he's cracking his jokes until he gets hit in the face with ketchup, and he's like. All right, we're talking about this later. <laughs> He's like, and I'm going to beat yeah. the shit out of this guy. Uh, so that cracks me up. But um, no, I, I also like the idea of Batman trying because some of the arts. Because I think the panel on that page, like, the one where Dick gets ketchup on him, he gets a facial, if you will. Um, oh dear. Top, middle top panel with Batman with his cape across. Like that's a really good panel. Mm-hmm. That's a really classic yeah. looking pulpy Batman panel. I like that a lot. Yep. So it still shines see, see in places, but you know. It's one of the benefits of having a cape is when you fight Condiment King, yes. you keep your head dry. Yeah, so. Dick, Dick was it's, so quick to give up the cape, but he didn't think of these applications. Yeah. yeah. No. It's it's even things like the, it, uh, the on that same page, it uses the, the POW sound effect. And we don't see POW very often anymore. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes it feel like a throwback, which yeah. is cool. Which, which had had the coloring of Matt Wagner's son come through and it looked more traditionally than Matt Wagner, I think it would have had a different fill. But yeah. because of Crazy Quilt and Condiment King, and it's really like taking in all the goofiness that is Batman and Robin and some of those Silver Agey elements, uh, just kind yeah. of whiffs a little, I think. Well, I, I think using those characters that are more goofy and Silver Age actually is kind of yeah. the point, is because it harkens back to the early days of Batman and Robin and the, the campiness right. of it. But, but yeah. had it looked a little bit more pulpy instead of cartoony. You know? Oh yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not sticking up for the art here. What I'm saying is in terms yeah. of narrative, that's why King's using them, and that's why I no. like it. No, yeah, me too. I don't want it to look like I didn't like that they're using those. I just mean meshing with the art and whatnot. It, it comes off more cartoony, especially because you're using those 
those cartoon characters, you know. Mm. So I I, w- I would say one of my only other major criticisms is the final page. I think it's far too cluttered, far too many word balloons on there. Um, you know, you got a great image of them, you know, zipping through the sky together, and it's just yeah, all all this white bubbles everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I take a lot of that away because the actual the main page behind it, the main, the main spread behind it looks really it's a nice. Gorgeous page. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's 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 fair. And I feel yeah. weird that the cucumber sandwiches is the metaphor here for for the relationship, but yeah. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever works. Also, yeah. have you guys ever had a cucumber sandwich? I have it does not. not sound appetizing. No, I don't. I don't uh, want one. Sure, I, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like them? not like cucumbers on your sandwich, but like we're the main. Yeah, yeah, I've had it. Okay. I've gone. I've gone. Well, I want a sandwich. What have I got in the fridge? Oh, only cucumber. Go on then. Uh. Uh, did you yeah, enjoy? It's fine. It's not my favourite. Okay. <laughs> cucumber, cucumber's just... kind of a uh, bland on its own, anyway, yeah. right? So it, it, well, it's that's not why they, That's why they soak them in salt and other stuff and make pickles out of them. Yeah. Because they're yeah. so nothing. They're so base. They're, they're, you, they're kind of just there to have something in the sandwich. So I'm not yeah. just eating bread, but. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're I know, at that point, I just uh, if coming to a cucumber sandwich or just making toast. I'd rather just eat the toast, you know. See, I'm not a big fan of toast. Yeah. I just, you know, when when you're you're supposed to be trying to eat better and you don't want, like, I'm not gonna eat bread, and then then that's all you want for like a week. That, yep. That's where I'm at right now. So I might have eaten a lot of toast, you know. <laughs> oh, jeez, I love that. That's the unhealthy option for for me. I'm like, oh no, I'm, I've been good. I just had a bit of toast today. I, I was in a good snack. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so like, no, I've had like beef jerky and stuff like that. Like that, that's that's fine, but like, I'm trying not to eat as many carbs. Okay, and then right. you're just like, oh, I want those carbs. I want that sourdough bread right now. Like, because for me, having just a bit of toast with something on it is like not having something that's really cheesy or just straight up having junk food. So I'm like, yes, right, toast is right, toast right. is the better option. You know, you know how you stop that? As I found, mm-hmm. is when your wife doesn't buy junk food. <laughs> no, I, I agree. See, see, see when I have nothing junk food in the house, I eat way better. It's actually the best tactic, is just to not have it around. It is. It is. So, you know, I'm just saying, like, it's not like I'm eating toast because I don't, you know, that's because I went to the, the pantry and there was no cookies left. Because <laughs> I ate them last week. Because she only bought enough to last a week. So, yeah. Uh, now, what a cookie mat shop. Let's stop this right now. Sorry, mm. but yeah, no, the issue was fine. Like I've heard a lot of people, a lot of my friends didn't like it. They thought it was kind of a waste of an issue, which I thought it was fine. I think Bruce rebounding after you know getting stood up at his wedding and then interfering with a trial, like this is a nice little breather before whatever yeah, happens next. I I like that he's doing like different takes on his like grief after <laughs> the the wedding, and you know we can. This is just a one issue thing. And it, I, I don't think this is a waste at all. I think this is a fun little, uh, you know, standalone sort of. Obviously, it's within the overall story, but it's a standalone issue in of itself, and and just what it's exploring. So, no, I, I like that a lot. We have King writing Batman and Robin, which we don't get too often. Like, yeah, we see him deal with Nightwing or or Damien, but like the classic pairing. Yeah. I don't think we've seen King write too often, so this was I like this. And it, it, it nails their chemistry, I think, uh, quite well. <laughs> yeah, so. that's fair. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll we'll rate the we'll rate the issue. Matt, what are you giving it? Uh, seven point five. 
just the, the coloring of the art kind of takes it down and the the way that Wagner draws Dick looking a little bit too young. You know, gotta stay away from the young Dick. <laughs> That's that is solid advice. I can't I can't deny that. Yeah. To think I was gonna make a joke about him not liking Matt Wagner's dick and then you hit me with that. Yeah. Uh, Carl, what you give it? At? Uh, I guess six point five. It's pretty solid. Six point five. Yeah. So, um, no, I'll slightly up Matt and go with an eight. I, I, I really like the the chemistry. I love obviously the condiment king crazy quilt stuff. Um, mm. I think it nails all that. I agree with the complaints with the the, the coloring not quite matching the art. And I, th- I think it's worse because you see the front cover and you see what it would look like, mm-hmm. and it's like that looks yeah. better. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. And, and he... we're all familiar with with Wagner's art from the past, anyway. We know yeah. what, it, what it's capable of looking like. Yeah, from yeah. like Trinity. So I didn't know like about that. the controversy with his son, but my you know my takeaway still was like the coloring didn't match. So mm. now it makes sense. So at least I have a reason. Yeah. It wasn't like this is just what they put out there. So yeah. Um. All right, cool. Uh, so we'll move on to Justice League issue seven. Scott Snyder, Jim Chung is back on this issue. This is his, his end of arc returning issue. And this wraps up this first arc with uh, dealing with the totality. Not that the totality is done and gone forever, but this uh, uh, immediate crisis and Lex trying to really, you know, uh, manipulate it and whatnot. Uh, a bulk of the issue, I, I, I skimmed this one again because it was so dense in terms of like, because Snyder puts in yeah. so much information that I have to like, read it twice just to take it all in. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I know what happened in this issue. I think I, I I read it. I think I like, have it kind of sussed. Yes, I'm I'm yeah. kind of there. I, I I love how it opens with with Vandal Savage riding a wolf. Yeah. So here's the thing, I got super hyped because I love to put things in compartments, and ever since they they introduced the bear, the wolf, and the hawk tribe, right in metal, I've I wanted to replace everyone. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense that Vandal Savage was the wolf king. And he was a hero before, right, to, to all the Neolithic people. So, yeah. hon, right, so and then, Matt's clearly the bear here, right? Which one of us yeah. two is the hawk and which one's the wolf? So, Connor's the wolf because you're the bigger Batman fan, so that makes you the hawk. That's weird logic. <laughs> that is weird logic. It's got wings. Oh, remember, no, because cause <laughs> the, the hawk, remember the bat became the symbol of the, the perverted hawk. Right, sure. So that's okay. Wayne, right. So I would pair the hawk with the bat. You know, although Connor likes Hawkman a little bit more. So, but Pete <laughs> loves Hawk and Dove. So what? No, so I was gonna say, don't spread this filthy slander, right? Filthy slander. <laughs> Orlando's Hawk and Hawk and Dove book is his uh, most excited thing for next year. Yeah. <laughs> so. But no, but but. but I like the retelling of Vandal Savage's origin here because for those that aren't familiar with his traditional origin, he was a, a caveman who came across a meteorite that advanced his intellect. So he ended up becoming this, you know, he's been around since caveman days and anytime there's been a crucial part of history, he's been a part of it. So in, in certain tellings, he was Genghis Khan. Uh, and other times he was responsible for the French Revolution and, and the bloodshed there. Uh, so I like what they did here is that he started off as a force for good, like with Snyder's fashion. He headed the the wolf yeah. tribe, and he got and, the, he, and he got the, this... the he got the glimpse that like that, yeah. that Lex essentially did that kind of changed him and changed yeah. his outlook, and now he's like, oh which, no, injustice like and, they... and evil and blah blah blah. Yeah. Which, 
and that comes from the meteorite. So the meteorite was maybe a piece of the totality, something yeah. maybe from the dark, which I like that he's he's out of in that. I like these type of retcons. Uh, and then that, that changed him. Which, why like? Because what did it say his name meant? Cause Judge. Judge, there Judge, you go. yeah. I think what I like, just in a, a, a small thematic thing, is that that first page, when you see the, the meteorite going across the sky, and obviously if, you, if you're familiar with Vandal Savage's origin, you kind of just know what that is anyway, but I like that just having read this arc and getting to this issue, is that it immediately made me think of issue one with the totality itself coming towards Earth. Yep. Visually, yeah. it just linked the two of them together, and I was like, okay, that's really smart. Um, and, so, and like, like an impending doom, it was always meant to happen, right? Like, this was just the first... Yeah. piece of the totality and, and and it talked in that first issue it opened with like you know echoing through time yeah yeah and i'm like okay i'm seeing it so, cool. so, so, so things connect up quite nicely in that way the bulk of the issue is essentially the rest of the justice league like holding off various things well flash is basically the one who has to try and like save everything and close off umbrax he's you know pathway so slow. so you got you got judge stewart and the speed car who ends up fighting sinestro you got uh, Aquaman uh, fighting Manta outside because they're trying to like you know bring down the base that flashes in. Wonder Woman's fighting off things inside the base. Superman, not a lot of Superman, but I do. I, I did laugh a lot at the moment where it was like Superman, something's happening in that planet, but you can't go there. It'll probably kill you. And you just hear the the foom. It's like, what was that foom noise, Clark? Yeah. Superman, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> That, yeah. that, was, that was a good moment, but not as good as uh, we'll get to the one in the end. Oh, I, yeah. Again, talking oh, about yeah. coming full circle with the first issue. Uh, yeah. With uh, all, all the Batman impressions. Gold. Absolute gold. Yep. I love that the font changed, the lettering changed to this, this yep. uh, you know, what's the, what's the term you like describe a font like this? It looks like gothic. Gothic, gothic yeah. yeah. Um, but he's like, because he says the thing, he's like, oh, criminals are just a superstition, superstition and cowardly lot. And then I love the reactions. It's, again, it's the, it's the thought bubbles because they're all telepathically linked of like, and it's Flash going, what? And then someone else is like, oh, shut it down. He's like, yeah, I told you Clarks was the best. Like, I don't sound like that. Yeah. I don't sound like that. Um, and I think what's great about it is that the, because the, the, that's funny enough, that, that would be enough to close off the joke. That would be enough to say that was a worthwhile payoff to that setup in the first issue. But I yeah. think actually taking it one step further and having Batman kind of do his own impression in a moment where he's saying, no, it doesn't matter what evil's coming, we're going to win, with the ridiculous phrase of, well, we'll justice harder. That's a ridiculous sentence, but he knows it's a ridiculous sentence. That's kind of the point. And, yeah. you know, and Flash pointing that out and saying, oh, that's a Batman voice, made it work. It, I, I would have appreciated the font change for that as well. Oh yeah, yeah. that'd be funny. Well, because you get it with Batman's laugh right after Superman says it. Yeah. Yeah. But so. I think the the we justice had it was was bolded, but it, it was still the same regular font. Yeah, I, I think I, I would have liked a, a beat of a panel as they just kind of look at Batman and go, "Yeah, okay," because that's a ridiculous <laughs> statement. We justice harder. Well, I, I think they get that though. I think Flash acknowledging it is kind of like it's 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 that way of okay, Batman's that way, but he's he's like. Is genuine, right? And I, think, I like that Batman's a little self-aware here. That he's he's he's, he's yeah. intentionally saying a ridiculously over-the-top Batman line, um, yeah. but he means it as well. He means that because you know John's given this giant speech about, oh, what if, what if though we find out that the world is evil and life and and you know in essence is evil and injustice is the way and forward we're and we're doom. On the wrong side of yeah. history. And he's like, well, we'll justice harder, <laughs> and I'm like, I love that line. 
so much because yeah. for all I, for all my complaints that I'd have with this book maybe about it being a bit too packed and a bit you know convoluted with some of its logic it hits these moments really well so yeah, yeah just going back to uh, Jean giving his speech in the Hall mm. of Justice some interesting characters around him big time yeah because obviously there's some from the other leagues but you know Swamp Thing's there and Man Bat from from you know just yeah. like Dark and so on but there's a couple it's of others but you have Animal Man Mm-hmm. Yeah, fix in, and you have Adam Strange. Yeah, I, I thought so, um, Adam Strange. I was like, is he on Odyssey? I, I don't remember. No. no, he's not. At least not as, no. to begin with. No. And either either is Vixen or Animal Man. No, so, Animal Man was the one that really sad me. I, I feel like yeah. I saw Vixen was going to be somewhere on one of the books. I, I vaguely have a memory of that. But well, yeah. that was. I mean, they were all on the um, Justice League United team. Together, yes. yeah, so, along with a uh, Green Arrow as well, who's up there. Yeah, which, but we also know that Green Arrow is the keeper of the the key, is, basically yeah. the, the, the kill so switch. I, I liked him being included. <laughs> um, yeah. no, I, I mean, obviously, Flash. Like, I, I love the just the idea that Flash is the one to do. It. I, I like, I like that this book might rotate and giving them all the shining moments where the other ones get to be the, the the linchpin of the whole thing, and Flash is the one who has to slow down and connect to the Still Force and everyone's like rallying around trying to hold everything off so he can just do it in time uh, including uh, Kendra just outright stabbing Luther <laughs> which you know yeah, fun yeah. Uh, she's and, uh, blood. Her, her wings are even more magic now yes they are I yeah. don't know what the connection is but it's doing something uh, but she actually goes inside the totality and like takes the core of it this the, the, the mechanism and yeah. they've got that yeah. now in the Hall of Justice so they're going to explore that. So we end the book with John. I mean, there's a few things that happen. Obviously, there's a lot of nice wrap up where uh, there's a really emotional touch with uh, John and John. Uh, just weird to say that that sentence out loud. Uh, but they, they they embrace and you know forgive each other for for uh, Zangshi. And it's like so you have that emotional moment and that worked really well. And then you have the self the stuff. So there's a little teasing for the next arc with Wonder Woman and Aquaman where yeah. they say, "Oh, Black Manta and Cheetah were up to something in there," and I think we might be you know at the center of whatever's coming next. And it's like, "Yeah, you are." Um, so they say that Jean's leaving to go and see uh, what's his face Thingy Prime Thanagar Prime he's going there to see the Martian yeah. Keeper he's going back to find the uh, seer yeah of, uh, the one with all the memories and shit yeah, yeah. and he's taking uh, Kendra and Jean so I assume that'll either be a subplot or an arc down the line uh, so they'll be separated yeah. for a little bit and then of course we get the big bombastic things where just as Wonder Woman and Aquaman are talking Starman c- jumps in boom tube style yeah and he's like, do you know what? I want to give this credit because I feel like I've heard the phrase I am from the future and like I have the answers or something's going to happen. I feel like this is the first time I've heard I am from the past and I have all the answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's the Will Payton version, mm-hmm. right? So that was, you know, Snyder had hinted this a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, we talked about it. Right. And we didn't know which one. Um, but we could kind of guess because he showed up in in the end of metal, like as an image. Yeah. But but I didn't expect to see the cosmic rod. No, no. Or the staff. Cool. Hmm. Yeah. So th- that's super cool. So so what's going on with that? Like. Yeah, and why why do three of the Justice League members have to die? As he as he points mm-hmm. out. Yeah. What does that mean? Exactly? I hope it's not the three that were just randomly there. That we're like, hey, why are they there? Well, we know, we know, we know Swampy's <laughs> on his way out already. Yeah. The red shirts. So yeah. he'll volunteer himself, I'm sure. 
Uh, oh, that's true, yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then the final capper is we go back to Lex, who's obviously very pissed that everything's kind of fell, fell, fell through. Um, and, he, you know, Joker calls them all back in. That's what leads to the, the Superman-Batman joke. Um, but he's like, okay, I need help. And we find out who he's got in captivity. The Batman who laughs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with this I'm development. This. Makes sense. It's... He's, like when, he's evil like incarnate. When comes together. You know, yeah, he's evil incarnate. Yeah. I, I can totally see this working. And obviously, it's, it's Snyder's also baby. One of the one of the one of the best drawn pages in the in the issue. Yeah, I mm. I really missed uh, Jimenez. Not that Chung's bad. Chung's fine, but I I prefer Jimenez for these big. Yeah, I think, I, think I prefer Chung personally. I. I, I I prefer Jimenez. I think Chung's solid, though. I, I think occasionally yeah. a face here or there will be a little bit flat for me, but um, he's, he's pretty solid. Yeah. I'm not saying it's terrible. I just, I like Chung and, or Chung. I like Jimenez. I think Jimenez has a, a little bit, a little bit tighter layout work. Yeah. Uh, mm. and, and structurally, he's a little bit better, but I think technically I, I prefer Chung. Yeah. But, yeah, not much in it. They're both pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been best. I mean, this ends the first arc. I mean, how do we feel about the book now that the arc is the first arc is done? And this is kind of the first chapter of. It. Yeah. I I hope he kind of ramps down some of the, the bigger ideas because I feel like he was throwing them all up against the wall hmm. through this first arc. And and while it's cool, I like what he's doing. I hope he takes his time now, and instead of us getting three, we can get like one or two. So like the next arc is is uh manta and and cheetah mm. and what they're up to so i think that's good as long as he doesn't throw a third one in there i think we'll have time because yeah this is a little bit of it makes sense to me that you start off bigger and then you slow down after the first it's kind of like a tv pilot you start off with the, the big setup and yeah. then you slow down and sort of breathe with the characters a little bit afterwards uh obviously that's what we're hoping for um, we'll yeah, see if it does. i appreciate that that even at this scope I'd never sacrificed even small character moments like in this one um barry saying you know he, he wished he could uh you know have clark's skills with words you know like yeah. to, to communicate what he saw mm. and you know just that was a, a small little it was like you know one one line of dialogue but okay that's yeah. a nice little character moment yeah. that, you know yeah. i feel had been missing from the joe, justice league book well, for a long time joe i think is good as well I, th I think even just throughout this first arc it's done a good job of balancing um like how much you know how much like time and importance each member has had like obviously there's been issues where you know one's been kind of ignored arguably aquaman and wonder Woman have had the least amount but they're, they're about to get an arc focused on them whereas like you know flash yeah. was probably a bigger focus in this issue where he'd been a little bit quieter where super yeah. superman was quieter in this one but superman and martian manhart into totality was a whole big thing for two issues so they've all kind of you know it's, yes. it's shifted around in who no, it's focusing it's on john had a big thing that's probably been the the least used yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Which I'm okay with. You... Uh, it makes a nice change of pace from him being the one always overused. So I just I just had a thought of the traditional Justice League lineup. Um, like when they fought Starro, right? Batman and Superman weren't there. But you had Flash. You had uh, Manhunter. You had a Green Lantern. You had Aquaman and Wonder Woman. And like, I understand that's what makes it the Big Seven, but they were also fighting an alien threat. And here they're fighting an alien threat. So I wonder if that's on purpose out of Snyder like it's kind of hmm. not that he's playing with continuity but it's almost an homage to that right so it really focused on Flash and 
and Green Lantern, and they were kind of the first of the Silver Age heroes. Um, so my gut tells me this is just more of a coincidence than it is an intentional yeah. thing. But it's an interesting observation. Yeah, I, I think uh. it's the, the lineup is just because it's the Justice well, yeah. cartoon, right? But yeah, and... that well, that that other team also had Canary, right, instead of Hawkwoman. So, yeah. Right. You know, but I'm just saying. I was just looking. It's like one of those English major things where you start looking at all the significance in each and everything. But no, I mean, to me, there has to be a reason why it was Flash and Green Lantern as the first two of these, you know. But in terms, yeah, in terms of the the, the forces that are new, yeah, because we had the yeah. negative light and we had the or the ultraviolet light more specifically, and we had uh, yeah. the still force, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, I think we'll slowly introduce the other five. And we'll see kind of what mm-hmm. So obviously we're getting the next yeah. two with the next batch. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But um no, it was a really enjoyable issue. Um it's a, bit, it's a bit densely packed at times, this book, but yeah. it delivers on the big moments and I, I typically leave it feeling like, yeah, I'm excited for where the, the DC universe is and where it's going and, and what we're messing yeah. with. So yeah. uh Matt, as, a, we, as a flagship oh. it works. Yes, absolutely. That's a good yeah. way putting it. Uh Matt, what are you giving it? We giving issue seven. Uh, this was an 8.5. Even though it was a little bit incomprehensible to me, there's so much. It really was. It you know, it's hard to, it's hard to fault the book that starts with Vandal Savage riding a wolf. Like, <laughs> Joe, it's funny that so much happens in the book that when I went back to skim it, like just before we were recorded, mm-hmm. I'd forgotten that started that way. I'd forgotten about the Vandal Savage yeah. pages at the start. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a good bang for your book. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Cara, what are you giving it? I agree with it, 8.5. I really appreciate things like uh, the Snyder narration coming back in. Kind of really caps off the arc. Yeah. Uh, felt like we've come full circle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go with 8.5. I was tempted to go with a 9, but I'll, I'll, I'll be reserved. Go with 8.5. But yeah, it's, it's very good because like, it's dealing with a lot of big things. Characters get moments. And Superman doing his Batman impression did really make me laugh. So, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was a nice, nice round out way to cap it off. Uh, and then had the big, big cliffhangers for, for what's coming next. All right, that'll take us on to Green Lantern's issue 54. Dan Jorgens writing, Marco Santucci on the art. And this is we, how, we, how we explain Cyborg Superman has been behind everything. Um, there's a little bit with the All Lanterns as they, you know, as they drop off the, the, the survivors on this other planet and yeah. they debate whether or not Simon's like, responsible for it. But most of the issue is, is Simon getting into this fortress and then realising that, oh shit, I've made a huge mistake and Cyborg Superman, mm-hmm. as a villain always does in comic books, explains why, how he achieved all this. <laughs> and that's that's the issue. Yeah. Man, this arc's been so up and down for me. Like, it really yeah. picked up when we found out that it was Cyborg Superman <clears throat> and then... I don't, oh, man. The I, explanation. This, this really issue, drug. I love all the stuff with the with the rest of the core. You know, mm-hmm. we got all the lanterns. You know, deal, dealing with the the, the Penelox people. Oh. All that stuff, and you know, the the lanterns discussing what's going on with Simon. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything with Simon himself. Oh, what a chore. <laughs> and so when we started this with Humphreys. And we had the Red Lanterns, and we were like, oh, man, this is kind of rough. But then it really picks up, and we had a whole arc where where he talks with Batman about why he doesn't need to carry a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was a really nice and thought-out arc by Humphreys, and probably one of my favorite things he did. Uh, and I feel all that goodwill was wasted in a single 
or two pages. Yeah, no, no, I agree. It feels like we just undid all that character development. He's like, yeah. oh, I, kn I knew I should never have given up the gun. I'm like, but, but we did a whole thing about why you don't need the gun. And and like so, yeah. So you know, Cyborg Superman can get in, in technology. So you just pick up a random alien-looking blaster. Like, you don't know how Cyborg Superman is going to be able to operate that. The whole reason you don't want to use your ring is because it's been corrupted by Cyborg Superman. So, yeah. Yeah. Or Henshaw. I'm going to call him Henshaw. I'm not calling him Cyborg Superman anymore. <laughs> so he's been demoted. He's been demoted in my size. Yeah. Um, yes, he has. I mean, there's like small parts of the explanation I kind of like, but like for the most part, it was definitely a lot of convoluted explanation as to how this was all happening. Uh, but I agree that the big problem of the issue is at the end when he decides that oh I, I you know I trusted the ring I shouldn't have done that where's this alien gun that's just sitting in the fortress okay that mm -hmm. moment was like you know I liked the decision to to give it up I liked what that was for his character mm -hmm. and just reversing it like this because you know because of one yeah. thing essentially I don't know it just it, it felt make like I would have liked it more if he was like oh this guy basically killed a guardian. We might need bigger firepower, you know. That's the thing. And, and I... leave, leave that. But don't have him pick up this gun that, for all he knows, is a garage door opener in the but fortress. Here's the thing, I don't even think it's that he can't use a gun again. I think he can, but I think yeah. it has to be a, a a big motor decision to be like, okay, no, I need to use this because you know mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And I think you can still do that in this story, but to yeah. because oh, I shouldn't have trusted the ring. Yeah. That's cheap. Oh yeah, no. That like I think there's no problem. Like he's in a position where the ring runs out, and he there's, there's like weapons lying around, and he uses whatever's there, including mm -hmm. guns, to to defend himself or yeah. win the battle. Fine, I have no problem with that. The problem is that he actively says, "Oh, I trusted the ring, and never again. I need to go back to my yeah. my old, you know, safety net of the gun." Like I don't know. It just it, it felt. Like I say, it felt like an, an undead character development that we had with him that we all liked. We all appreciated that arc yeah. with Batman. So, yep. that, yeah, that kind of sucked. Henshaw's dialogue sounds a bit more hokey <sighs> than usual. I don't know, maybe yeah. maybe I've just forgotten what it usually sounds. I, like. I think that's no, uh, because he wasn't this bad in in action, and when he popped back up there, yeah, I, he I think wasn't this. I think this is a symptom of. I'm going to have the villain monologue his entire plan and how yep. he achieved all this. I think it, it's hard to do that and not have it sound hokey because that is a hokey conceit and you know, what was particularly how he is I, I can live with the monologue it's kind of hokey but i can live with it but when it ends with him going i own you i own all of you you know fist yeah. up in the air <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah. what is happening right now yeah i guess really schlocky and I, obviously sometimes i can like a lot of schlock in my comics but i, I think yeah. that this arc so far has not been that schlocky it's been about saving a race that are dying and a lot of it's been like them feeling you know jessica feeling bad oh shit 90 something percent of this race are, are dead and you know the opening the opening of this book talks about how this poor civilization has been you know like you know this genocide has happened genocide. yeah and yeah. then and then we we cut to you know maniacal villain with the you know the mustache twirling and ha I'm going to rule the galaxy. Ma -ha -ha -ha. What what I did like though is it's Jurgens is balancing Jess and her duty as a Green Lantern, but also her trying to be a friend to Simon and trying to tell the other Lanterns. Well, yeah, I know it looks bad, but I know Simon. This wouldn't. The, yeah. It's not what it looks like. Like I know he didn't kill the Guardian, but and so I like that he's trying to balance that with everything else going on, but. I just feel there's a better economy of doing this. Like also, I feel so, like so, 
I feel like there's a better like I, I don't because the whole thing is that he's like oh I had the 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 the, uh, the the phantom ring like I had it go invisible and it was on your hand the whole yeah. time you didn't know and I was that's how I was controlling you. PSX phantom ring. And I'm like, but like could, since you're controlling everything, couldn't you just talk to him through the green ring? Yeah. I mean, why, why do we need this extra added yes. on convoluted element of oh the phantom you ring know- is on his hand and he doesn't know it's invisible. I, I would have liked him using the, the, the rings to tell the story of what had happened. So, like, then that would definitely give Simon the, the feeling that he's not in control of his own ring because the Phantom Ring or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, the constructs of what Henshaw had gone through instead of them actually showing us, you know, and then we could have used pages for other uh, kinds of So you're saying if, if Henshaw used the Phantom Ring to project constructs of the story yep. and tell the story mm-hmm. through the constructs instead of just showing us flashbacks. Mm. Yeah, so showing flashbacks. And then mm. we could use that those other pages now that are taken up by, you know, however many panels of, of the constructs to develop things a little bit more. Like the him deciding that he needs to use the, the gun. Yeah, also... It, just, it feels... Jurgens didn't, didn't manage his time well here. Also, you know? here's the thing. So if the Phantom Ring is what was really... You know, controlling him and manipulating him. Then why does he why does he now not trust his regular green ring? Now the phantom ring's not there anymore. Right. Because yeah. rings. <laughs> because he doesn't tring, he doesn't he's, trust he's, rings. He's, he's what? One one ring has betrayed him, so he's lumping all rings. He's 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 being racist yeah. towards yeah, rings. Yeah, yeah. Is basically what's happening there. Exactly. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Also, since when did Guy not like Simon? Because <clears throat> I was under the impression that they went for boot camp. When he took Jess there, like, he was okay with Simon. So, all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I never trusted that guy. Yeah, guy's very, he's, like, he's oh, he's card. guilty, yes, yes, we have to go string him up, because he's, 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 it's his fault. Yeah. Yeah. Like, guy's a hothead and jumps to conclusions, but he's not that. Like, this is something a bull cut guy, not guy that's been an honor guard in the Green Lantern Corps for, like, the last 15 years, you know? This doesn't... <laughs> There's just a lot here that doesn't make... I don't want to say it doesn't make sense, but it just... In terms of how I know these characters, it just doesn't add up. Yeah, just a bit schlocky and a bit forced. It is a shame, because I've been liking this arc pretty much the, yeah. the whole way oh, man. until now. Yeah, when Henshaw showed up at the end of the last issue, I was stoked. I was like, oh, of course, it's Jurgens. And then this happens. I mean, like, I like oh. the, the, the first chunk when it's just him like breaking in, and then the reveal as he walks out, and it's just you know the red eye and the you know Terminator almost as yeah. he blast them that's fun yeah. what that works what we're basically saying is the first half of the book is pretty good yes because mm-hmm. that that point is is the stuff with the rest of the core and then him getting in it's once he's out so that back half is kind of tedious and unenjoyable mm-hmm. yes all right that's a shame <laughs> matt what are you rating that <laughs> uh, this is a six the art was good i like the art um but a lot of character stuff just wasn't there for me. Car, what are you giving it? Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with a five point five. Hmm. Um, I think I'm gonna agree with the five point five. Mm. Yeah. So there's not all bad. There's things in there you like in the first half and the art and uh some of the yeah, breaking it's, it's in. It's not but... an awful issue. It just kind of. It just I, loses itself. Yeah, I think the last half is just kind of is a bit more tedious and hokey. But I think the big, I think the big thing that's maybe marked it down that's really kind of upset us all is the is the is the character. Yeah. De- 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 devolution, devolution, de de evolution, devolving. You know what I mean? 
of of, uh, of mm-hmm. Simon. What's the word? The evolution is that is that the word? Oh, yeah, well, you you're taking them backwards, so yeah, you could say that devolution. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, there you go. That's that's just green lads. Uh, so we'll move on to Nightwing Forty Eight, Benjamin Percy writing, and some dude whose name I am going to butcher on art. Um, Aman K. Nahulpin on art. Close enough. <laughs> I apologize. I really do. Um, <laughs> I really have no idea how to tackle that. So this is um, for continuing on. Nightwing's doing what he's doing this issue because Vicky Vale and Willem are kidnapped, and you know, in the the, the, the what, what, what's the thing called? I forget what the thing's called now. The dark web. The dark web. Yeah, uh, they they're forcing them to do this thing. They want them to hack into this thing so they can steal all this data, which takes us to a, a secret I- I- island off of Ireland. That was a weird sentence to say. Uh-huh. A secret island off the oh, coast okay. of Ireland where yes. a, a hidden secret race happens and the winner gets to tap in to this nexus of information where everything converges. And I'm like, that's a lot of setup. But ultimately what it is, is N- Nightwing goes to the island with his his bat cave truck and it's a motorbike race. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of wacky race because in this issue, Professor Pig is one of the racers, and he's got like his uh, his Daltrons, like try to fire things at <laughs> Nightwing. Th- yeah, and he's throwing Daltrons at Nightwing. Yes, I love that. I I, I love the wacky races element of this book. Uh huh. <laughs> that that's a lot of fun. But <laughs> but I'm also like, what the hell is going on? I don't. Yep. Ca- this I, is Percy in a nutshell. Yeah. What the hell is going on? I, I think my love of all the action in this outweighs any weird questions of what the hell is this place and why, why does it exist? No, it, Nonsense. It, you guys say da- uh, Wacky Racers. To me, it became Death Race. I can, like, yeah, I can see that. And, and there's, there's physics don't matter because this island... It's called the Isle of Harm. Yeah, because the roads basically function like the TARDIS. They're much longer than the island is. I, I like how uh, no one wants to... To, to take a stab at the pronunciation no. of the original name. No, that's fine. It's the I, 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 What was the, the the nickname? It was the Island of uh, Hate or something like that, wasn't it? Harm. Isle of Harm. Harm. There you go. Yeah, I believe it's Debal. Sure. Sure, good. No, no. Uh, okay, wait. That looks like Siobhan, which which we all yeah. knew I got confused with. But yeah, but so, that only applies when you put a soft letter in front of it, like an S. It doesn't, uh, doesn't okay. work for a, D, for a D, which is hard. The D is yeah, hard. I'm going to just call it the Isle of Harm. Yeah. yeah, Isle of Harm's fine. That's yeah. cool. Uh, we can pronounce that. Um, so, no, the Wacky Racy stuff, I loved. I loved how sort of just pulpy it is. I loved the fact that one of them ended up being uh, Professor Pig. Um, and then, of course, another racer is Silencer. Who is fun in of, in of herself? That's kind of the cliffhanger is that they're going to fight and they go through one of the because there's like different sections. It's almost like a like a Mario Mario Kart race where they go through a yeah. door and all of a sudden they're in this digital uh, race track and I'm like shit, this is batshit insane. But I'm kind of having fun. I also like Silent Silencer's uh, first appearance in here though because he's just in the bar and he's kind of like you know picking a fight or whatever, as- asking questions and uh, you just turn the page and then you get the effect of the silence and you just hear a shh. And it goes quiet, yeah. and Nightwing's like, you know, I kind of felt the like the, the movement of a gunshot, but I couldn't hear anything. You know, in his narration, he's saying this, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. I love Silencer popping up in other people's books. This is a really I, unique entrance. I wish that this the cover for this 
issue had been the cover for the next issue. Yeah, because it, it sounds like the actual yeah. fight between them is not going to be till next issue, and we'll find out why she's here and what's going on. But yeah, um, yeah. But like, if if I didn't see that cover and didn't know, I vaguely remember you know reading it in the solicit. But if that hadn't been on the cover, I wouldn't have remembered that was this issue. Yeah, but her entrance so if I'd is really cool. Got to that and gone, oh, everything's gone silent, and, and you know, oh, I thought I heard a gunshot, I'd been like, oh, hello. Yeah, that, that was really end, cool. Been cool. Yeah, it's really cool, Matt. As someone who doesn't read Silencer, how how did you find her entrance? I, I didn't even I didn't even pick up on that. I just went back to that page to look, and I was like, oh my god, that is Silencer, because I thought it was just Percy doing weird stuff on the island. Oh, right? because this, <laughs> he sets that up. But because I don't read Silencer, I didn't pick up that was the bubble, and then they I thought I heard a gunshot. I just thought that was the island being weird, because of what they had set up about the roads. Matt, Matt's, Matt's just Matt. thinking of Lost. He's just like, oh, the island's weird. Things happen. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. There's polar bears for no reason. No, like... Joel, I think Silencer's power is such a a fun power that has its own rules. It's really simple to understand, but it has so many applications for how it can be used in storytelling and how it can be used mechanically in a scene. And I think that's like a sign of a really good like concept for a character. Um, and the rest of her is pretty cool too. Like the idea is she's trying to have a normal life. She's, it's kind of a history of violence kind of thing going on there. But uh, no, I, I dig her showing up in other books, and it really shows that she's here to stay. Like they like this character because she's popping up. Yeah, it's properly integrated. I like yeah. that. That's cool. I like e- even it a lot. if even if her own book doesn't stick around forever. You know, it's even if we only that. get twelve, eighteen <clears throat> issues out of the book. Yeah. The character's going to stick around for a while. Yeah, writers seem to like her. Creatives like her. Or editors like her. I don't know who's who, who's calling the shots here, but someone's like hey put her in this book I, I, I will say um, I did have one problem with the this issue structurally um, mm-hmm. it's as we come out of the bar and you know the, the, the stuff all the bikes have been pushed over outside and he rides off it's like oh so catch me if you can and then the next page is just oh we're at the, we're at the, we're at the, the starting line for the race now yeah. I felt like I'd missed something there oh that's fair J- jarring transition anyway, yeah yeah, I had to go back and check that I hadn't missed something because I was a little confused. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, my my big issue, not that it's not much of an issue, but the entire back half of the book is double page spreads. So yeah, pretty much everything in the race is is a double page yeah. yeah. spread. Which is, which is cool. Though. Yeah, it gives it a wide angle or a wide screen kind of feel. Yeah, cinematic, I guess. Also, I love those. Uh, yeah, I was just like, oh. Oh, we're going to do three of these in a row. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Also, go I, back to the wacky races, and the, I'll, I'll compare this to Sonic, because there's a, there's a natural loop in the road. There's an actual loop. Yeah. That is amazing. Like, I love I, how I really fun and cartoony the, this is. I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah. That was true. Uh, I really appreciated the flow of those double-page spreads, though. There's a lot of control yeah. over the size of the panels to, to control the speed. Um... Yeah. And I think that's important when you're doing something as dynamic as a race. Joe, you know, it's funny. I feel like if you'd asked me like before this, like you know, what sort of stories do you want Nightwing? In? I don't think I'd ever say, "Oh, he's the character I want him to be in this really weird, pulpy, like almost Mortal Kombat s tournament, but it's racing on an island." But he kind of fits. Yeah. He's, he's got the right attitude where he kind of fits in to it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I still Great feel comment. like I agree. You know, you say, "Oh, I don't know if this is the story for Nightwing." I still kind of feel that way. I still feel like this story with someone else might be better. I mean, I guess. I mean, I can't really. I mean, yeah. I I like seeing Flamingo and Professor Pig. 
Yeah. Especially because they tie into his time as Batman. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Flamingo was cool as well. Yeah. He can pop up. I, I love that's again that's like the idea that another racer is someone we know from somewhere else. And also, I love his introduction yeah. in this where he just like this guy has his nose bitten off. He's just kind of yeah. sorting down the alleyway. It's cool. Then he goes and kicks over the bikes <laughs> like like a yeah. Batman. Yeah. This, this is probably my favorite issue of Percy's run so far. I really like this. Oh. It's yeah. really different. I like it's... Drink, drink, drinking out of the skull. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, I mean, it's really different. It's not, it's not what I think of a traditional Nightwing, but I can't deny I had a ton of fun. I'm like, yeah, you know what? If this is if this is what Percy's run's going to be, um, and we were talking before how how we're worried it might be too close to Green Arrow. There was nothing like this in Green Arrow. <laughs> I can say that for sure. No, completely. Yeah, after after the the annual, it completely took a left instead of kept going straight, <laughs> and then did a bunch of loop de loops. Loop, loop to loop, yeah, did the loop to loop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does anyone else have a slight disappointment that he didn't race in the big truck so that we could, you know, bash people off the road in the big truck and then at some point be like, Don't right, worry, at the start of the issue, the when he was pulling in in the big truck, I was like, wait, that's going to be too slow to race like other like smaller cars, right? And then he comes out of the bike and goes, oh yeah, that makes more sense, this is the bike. <laughs> that makes a I'd lot more sense. I'd love for him to just start in the truck, keep going, knock a few people off the sides... And then you know, break and spin, and and, and take the bike out the back. I don't really go in. I don't really care about this. I just want to ask it just for the sake of pointing out the logistical problem here. Uh, he's got this big giant bat truck on on this island next to Ireland. So, what did 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 he take it in a boat? You know, did did he get a a, a Wayne yeah, jet? It's a ferry. How else do you get that? To fly him yeah. in. You, you see the ferry pull in on the first page. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the ferry's only coming from Ireland. What what's your problem here? He's got a giant ass truck that he transported from from Gotham slash Bloodhaven to Ireland. Yeah, it's still a boat. How else do you think they transport boat cars across across countries? I know they can. I'm saying that one person doing it in secret is a bit more logistically problematic. I mean, is it that secret, or is it just I'm gonna go on a ferry? Hold on, stop saying ferry. You don't use a ferry to go across the Atlantic. All right, the ferry is just from Ireland. Ferries are short distances. Shut up with this line of thought. Fine, I'm going to go on a boat. A ship. <laughs> I'm just you saying, drive, I'm not saying it's unbelievable. I'm saying it would have taken a lot of time. It'd have been a slow trip because you'd have to go on a boat. I'm, I'm not saying I have a problem with it. I'm just pointing out how logistically... Uh, you know, in planning for him, this would be to take his giant ass truck and get it all across the Atlantic. All right, that's all I'm saying. But it did make me Time wonder. since the last issue. What do you want me to say? It did make me wonder though, if it's got a built-in like transforming thing, it can actually it can actually just be a boat itself. Because Babs would put that in. I believe in Babs. Babs doesn't support something that ridiculous. <laughs> she doesn't encourage that behavior. Hmm. Hovercraft, it, 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 you know, the bottom extends out and becomes a hovercraft, and it can go across the water. That's what happened. He sailed here on his own. <laughs> Jesus, ridiculous! It wasn't a serious complaint. I was just pointing out logistics. You just had to fight me on it. Anyway, because it's just a boat. <laughs> I know we used the boat. I'm just saying that takes a lot of time. And... Never mind. Never mind. All right, Matt, what are you giving Nightwing issue fifty? Uh, sorry, forty-eight. Oh, th- this was an this was an eight, and it was really enjoyable. Cool, Carl, what are you giving it? Yeah, I'm giving it a seven. That was seven. 
Um, I'm rating everything higher this week, but no, I'm actually, um, yeah, I like this issue a lot. I, um, 8.5 for me. 8.5. I loved it. Probably my favourite issue of his, of his, uh, his run so far. Um, super fun. Uh, so we will move on then to Green Arrow 44 um, by Julian Shona Benson, Javier Fernandez on the art. So this is, you've got um, the citizen who assassinated someone on TV yep. after the vote and he's coming after Oliver Queen and two others. Uh, the woman in particular was uh, riding her horses to, yep. to, 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 reg- fix races. to fix races. Yes. Um, yeah. And we have Oliver riding about Kate's phone and being, you know, like, oh my god, I'm your lawyer, can I sue this guy for libel, blah blah blah, and every, all crazy things are going on, um, and they try and track down Citizen when this is all happening, and it's like, because obviously my question early on was like, okay, what's he got on Oliver? Does he know he's Green Arrow, or is there something else? Yeah. And that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, but you have to think that if he thought that it was Green Arrow, then it, that, that's what BYU's coming after him, Right. Yeah, it's right. like what was his angle here, and eventually right. we get the the reveal, and it's this. Now he was drunk, he was in college, and there was a he, you know he, he hit a tree, and he he killed this woman that his dad covered up, and you know uh, whatnot. Yeah. And I love, I actually really like the moment where Dana turns around and says, "Oh, this can't possibly be true," and Oliver just walks out the building, and I'm like, "Shit, this is real. This happened." And obviously, he says that afterwards that he didn't know that he, he, anyone was there. He yeah. he thought he just hit a tree. But it, the story lines up. He's like, okay, no, this did happen, and if that that was added on to it, then yeah, that sounds right. Um, mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong, I'm kind of expecting it to be kind of revealed by the end of the arc that he didn't actually kill this person, that this is all I, set up. That's, that's actually something I'm worried about. I really hope it doesn't do that. I think it's I agree. all way No, no, he was young, he was stupid. He did yeah. do this. Yeah, and, and he has yeah. to kind of just live with because that. Because I feel like yeah, I, f- I feel like him not knowing that that happened already gets him off the hook in terms of why he didn't act appropriately at the time, right? We already we can already forgive right. him for that because he didn't know, but the the the, the, the guilt right. of it happening still is still here now and still has the weight to it. Yeah, right. So the whole point of the citizen is for punishment, right? Yeah, and if who's going to punish himself more than Ollie once this happens? You know, he's not counting on that. So the citizen, or he or she, we don't, we still don't know what the citizen is. Yeah. So, so yeah, I like that, and I like any type of Green Arrow story because Ollie can be such a sanctimonious prick sometimes. Mm. Yep. And that's kind of why I love him. But I like when they, when, uh, when the writers can turn that on its head. Like I feel like Lemire did that in the Outsider stuff, yeah. where he thought like he had everything figured out and he knows better than everybody, and he's like, oh no. Here's your your dad really was the the head of like this cult kind of thing. Oh, and here's your little sister, and it completely rocks his foundation. And I feel like here to a lesser extent is the same thing, where it was like, oh no, like he's got nothing on me. Oh no, maybe he does. Who yeah. is this guy? Where's it come from? And it puts that attitude that Ollie usually has in check and throws him off his game. Yeah, because it, it actually it shuts it shuts him up for a minute because he you know, he's so quick to yeah. talk and whatnot, but it shuts him up and he just walks out. I think one of my favorite things about it is that immediately he's like, oh, we've got to go save these other two people that he's going after. So, you know, they split up and they go, and I like that Dana just gets the job done and then afterwards when they're back at the house or whatever, like, because I was kind of half expecting, you know, I think a poor a poor piece of writing here for Dana would have been hard to, like, kind of fly off the handle and, like, be mad at him yep. for it. Instead, she understands the weight of what he's just found out and she actually tries to comfort him by making chili and you'll crack some jokes about the chili competition was it chili palooza or whatever, whatever they're calling it yeah 
and right. I'm like, you know what? This actually feels very natural and realistic that she's trying to comfort him because she, instead of being mad that, that he, you know, he was involved in what he was involved in, she understands right. how this is eating at him and she tries to help. She tries to comfort him. And I'm like, you know what? This feels very natural as a relationship in terms of the writing. And I'm like, I'm kind of digging that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they feel like a natural couple, not yeah. just a two characters thrown together. Definitely. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does anyone else think that Oliver should just have a horse? <laughs> like it, it, it is pretty robin hood though right yeah yeah, yeah. it's just, it's just way yeah. cooler so, with the horse because we get the uh so we got to that page uh and and the the lady that was riding the horses mm. has been tied to four of them and that's how citizens gonna execute yeah, her quartered. Quartered, yeah. and i got to that page i turned around oh man <laughs> wasn't expecting that like no, it's cool. And actually, I really like the action of him, um, like firing all the arrows, and like he gets three of them, but one still got her. So she's been dragged along the ground, and then he has to try and fire that one. Um, you know, it's just it's, it's, it's fun stuff. Uh, I think the art's pretty good. I like Fernandez. The coloring's a little bit more muted uh, here than I think it was last issue, yep. if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, uh, there are points that it really sticks out as as too bright. Um, all the the emojis on the screen, you know, the the yes mm. and no faces, they're like garishly yellow, and uh, I, I feel like the the first half of this as well. There's there's pages of uh, Diner and Ollie, and it's really bright, and it feels a bit much. And then when the, when there are shadows, though, it, it looks really good. Yeah, um, honestly, my only real critique, and this is a it's a very minor thing, because obviously Superman shows up at the end saying we need to talk, which is cool. I have a, I have a question though. The page before that. They're, they're having the chili, and then there's a creak, and then all is, oh, I think, you know, Citizen might already be here after me. And they open the door, and Superman's, like, flying there, floating, and I'm like, what creaked if he's flying? Yeah. No, 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 this is what it is. He he went down, took a step, just to, just so he knows he's there, announced himself, <laughs> and then flying, because he's like, right, I need to have the it's, image. That's Well, that's that principle of, of, like, slasher movies aren't as scary if you think about all the actual work. <laughs> that the slashers are putting into things so uh-huh. like I forget what Friday the 13th they use but it's like they put someone's head in the fridge and then so when the people open it up there's a head in the fridge think about Jason doing that like they hack off the head put it in the fridge and then sit in the shadows and wait like oh this is going to be good they're going to be so scared <laughs> you know uh, but yeah if, if that's how you but yeah I didn't notice that till just now Pete yeah. about the creek yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah. He, I turned that page it, yeah. it was fine on the page it says it was a creek or someone would say cool but then he's flying I'm like but how's this was it a creek he's it's, flying in the air <laughs> it's his way of knocking yeah <laughs> uh, Clark's here yeah, yeah. <laughs> no because that sounds like Jason Voorhees is here that's the that's the problem yeah. with this <laughs> Clark's got a, yeah. he's got a dark sense of humour uh-huh uh-huh um just to shit him off a little bit so yeah, yeah he's going there. Oh, outside like the stuff. creek, that image of Superman just looks so cool. The moon behind him, the yeah, cape great, billowing. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, clearly, probably wanting to talk about what what was just broadcast in the news about Oliver Queen. Um, yeah. So, hey, no, I no, I actually like this issue a lot. I mean, I like the first issue as well. Um, I think this one was uh, even better and showed. I, I think the the writing between Oliver and Dana, I really like a lot. And then you know hitting Oliver with this dark thing in his past, which hopefully sticks and t- you know stays true, because um, like I say, I think he has the past because he didn't know, so we don't like hate him for it, but the the guilt of it still right. works. He's still responsible yeah. for what he did. Yeah, and he can try and make amends now. 
um, you know, which I assume will be part of the plot, assuming it sticks out to be yep. true. Uh, so yeah, no, I think that works. So um, no, I'm digging the Bensons on this so far. I, I think I like what they're yeah, doing with too. it. Yeah, it's cool. Rats upstairs being really loud. Thump. I don't know if you can hear that, but there's, there's a loud thump there. No. Uh, so, Matt, what are you giving Green Arrow? Uh, this was an 8. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Connor? Yeah, it's a solid 7. I feel like Connor's just always like a point below like the average. I, I, I think us. maybe I just have a slightly different uh, you know, scale of when it, where I rate. For me, if it's, if it's a good, solid issue, yeah, that's a 7. I, I, for me, this isn't into oh, it's great territory, which is where you get into the eights. Well, I think it kind of is for, for Green Arrow. I think it is. That's just not a disagreement. Yeah. Arrow. Just, I just mean in terms of what it's nailing for the character. I, I feel like it's just doing a lot of the right things for me. So uh, I would agree with Matt and go with go with the the, the solid eight. So um, yeah. that's that's Green Arrow. So that'll take us on to Deathstroke number thirty-five. Christopher Priest writing, Carlo Pugilain on the art. Um, Carl didn't have time to read it this week, which means Matt is actually flying no. solo on on Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. So how how positive or negative are we going to be? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so this is just the end of the Deathstroke versus Batman arc, and uh, you get all the answers, which is kind of nice in a priest book. Although those answers, like Pete brought up Lost earlier, those answers just add to more questions, right? So I guess that's good storytelling wise, but I'm just getting a little tired of it for for Deathstroke. You know, I was just like. For once, I have a straightforward story that doesn't have all these loops and double backs, and it's almost a spy story. So if you like spy stuff, then yeah, it's awesome. But if you don't, it just it gets really tiresome. So, uh, but yeah, just in this one, we get um, Bruce and, and Slade helping each other because they just try to murder each other, and they they fell into this pit. And uh, Priest sets up that Bruce had explored these caves back before he was Batman when he was a kid and so he kind of knows like when they went down into that pit Bruce kind of knows where he is but because he's bleeding out and uh, uh, Slade has a head injury like they have to rely on each other so if one goes down the other one's screwed uh, which that's a nice pairing uh, and then they, they're still shit talking each other because of all of the elaborate plans that they put into place to try to catch each other so like if the FBI find out that that, or that Batman's down there, they're going to find this entire thing on Deathstroke and Slade's operation. So if Batman's going down, Slade's going down. And so that motivates them enough to work together. Uh, the one thing that still confuses me is they. I feel like Priest unnecessarily inserted Tim and a hatred of Damien here, where you always felt like Tim and Damien didn't get along. Right, like there was this uneasy oh, alliance. Matt, it makes going <laughs> right in the middle uh, of the solo. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. You know, Tim, yeah. Tim and Damien were always a conflicted relationship. Mm. Yeah, but but here it's like Tim was bound set and determined to prove that Damien wasn't Bruce's kid from the start, and so it kind of was like, well, yeah, Damien tried to kill him when they first met to take his place but like it just didn't feel like Tim so you kind of remember how we found out that Priest doesn't like Dick Grayson so we're just like well then don't write him yeah I feel like this is how he is with most of the Bat family like yeah he gets Batman and Damien but the rest of them I just don't feel 
That's a shame. Um, but yeah, so you find out the whole video and all of that was someone had put this this um, safe deposit box that they uh, leaked the presence to to Tim. Tim finds this, makes that video, and then stores the video until later. And this is all happening when they still all think Tim's dead, right? Before Mr. Oz, you know, he's come back and all the events of tech, Detective Comics happen. Um, so um, you, you come to all find out that who made that leak? Uh, Batman thinks that, that it's Adeline Kane, but that doesn't add up, and it turns out that it was Talia. And she just basically did this to mess with Slade because that's what Talia does. Um, that is and, so Talia, though. Yeah, right? So because of the fact it was to taunt Deathstroke because to, to put him out there that he lost one kid, he has a terrible relationship with the other, and then he didn't really even know about Rose. Like He knew about her, but like it was down the line. Like We're not going to think about it. It was to make him question about, like, maybe I am a bad father and to throw him off of his game because mm-hmm. Talia doesn't like competition. Uh, and so I'm trying to get to the end here. They they get back up to the to the top, um, and Dick's uh, there to stop Damien from attacking Slade for all the treachery because, of course, he's upset. Um, Jericho shows up, but then leaves. So he's been doing his best to try to get to Slade and stop this all from happening. Um and then at the end, you see Slade goes talk to Talia. Talia, that's where she reveals everything. And then Slade or Deathstroke goes to talk to, to Adeline. And that's where you find out that she had nothing to do with it. Because he goes, good job tampering with those tests. And um, she didn't even know any of this was going on. So now she thinks that Deathstroke might have had, might have more family. And then you turn to find out that Deathstroke's Bruce in disguise. Uh, so it's just again I don't know why Priest decided on adding that with Bruce to mess with Deathstroke because they're at this uneasy agreement that they're going to leave each other alone yeah but um, so just to clarify we've we've confirmed that Damien is Bruce's son right that's where I'm going to get to at the end (laughs) they actually get the paternity they get the paternity tests and Alfred brings them to to Bruce but Bruce throws them in the fire because he's like it doesn't matter he is my son like I've raised him, he he's mine, and that's it. And then it goes to the fire, and you see that it's a match. And Bruce, like I kind of always knew. Uh, and then he has a nice moment with Alfred, you know, where he said he just wasn't, uh, you were just looking out for me and all this. Like that's where the stuff like wintergreen and whatnot. But but yeah, that's the best I can explain it all. Because... I, I do like that in theory, where he's like, you know what, it doesn't even matter. I don't need to see it. I don't, I don't even think we needed to see the confirmation. No. No, yeah. I, I wish he just sort of ended it with, with it burning and us not seeing it, but it's a it's a little tilt of the hands. But Deathstroke goes to Arkham next, so I don't know how any of what happened here, like with Talia, with Adeline, like Defiance was a thing once upon a time. We haven't seen Rose forever. Like this was a book that yeah. benefited from double shipping just because there's so much going on. It is, but at the same time, I kind of want to see what the hell goes on in Arkham. Yeah, me too. So, I don't know. I might come back for the next issue. This might just be my, my get-off-the-bus point. Let's see how you feel the next month. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Week, week one's a little bit quieter, so, I mean, if that's motivation to stick with it for a while. Yeah, but if it's still just going to be Priest doing the Priest stuff, like... Again, if you like spy 
stories where there's a lot of double backing and this person doing this and picking up on the hints then yeah this book's fine but I just well, with all these other books out there to read it's just kind of like I, I need this one I feel like I need to read the last issue before I read this one every time hmm. and then that's kind of a problem alright what are you giving it um, <clears throat> so the, the art by Perulian is, is like what he's always done so the art's it's really good the story's twisty yeah. turdy so this is a 6.5 okay you know decent but not, not great Alright, uh, which does take us out of the last book of the week, which is Adventures of the Super Sons, issue 2. Peter J. Tomasi writing Carlo Barberi on the art. So, we got introduced to the, the young Injustice League last time. <laughs> the yep. kids. Injustice Gang. Injustice Gang, quite right. Uh, and we get kind of their origin. Uh, the Lex is kind of the leader, and he they come from this planet that kind of watches and worships like the stories of Earth. And they, they typically like the heroes, but he's got a twisted mind and fell in love with, with the villains and he recruited the rest and one of the big twists here so basically they, they kidnap Superboy they, they, they happened with that kryptonite last issue which made them depowered yep. and they, they grab him they've got Damien wrapped up they, they bring them with them mm-hmm. they want to get the hypercube which is in the fortress that Manchester Black was using uh, you know back yep. when and they want to use that so they can you know jump through time and do whatever they want and blah 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 they, they can't use it right away though because uh, they asked to figure out how to so he's going to go back to the home planet to try yep. and figure it out but the big twist here is that the uh, Joker Jr. right because you get you get Ace Princess which is the Captain Cold you got Shaggy right. Kid and you got or Shaggy, Shaggy Boy. Boy yeah uh, yep. you got Deathstroke or not sorry what's Deadshot's young version called uh, I can't remember I don't know but anyway you got Joker yeah, Jr. Rex Luthor Joker Jr. you got Joker Jr. and there's a sort of small moment early on where he kind of whispers to Damien I'm not what you think I'm going to try and help you or whatever right. and then later on when he gets them together alone in the cells he's like hey I'm not what you think. I was kind of forced into this. Lex, Rhett or Rex, killed my parents to try and make me go crazy so that I'd be his Joker. And I'm more of a captive than I am anything else. I want to help you. I need you to help me. Let's stop him. So he sort of tries and helps him escape. But it doesn't quite work. But he gives him the kryptonite that he used to, to, to take Superboy's powers away. And Damien like sort of tinkers with it because it's like you know rigged up to a computer and whatever, and he's trying to like figure out how. Yeah, he... it's synthetic kryptonite. Yeah. So he tells him, Joker Jr. tells him, you can reverse the gold effects. Yeah. And give John his powers back. So he ends but up. You ch- have to. T- I don't know what to do. Yeah. So he changes the colors and stuff, and he like, he turns it on. And he's like, oh, what's the radiation do? He turns it up, and then look, John starts hurting. And he's like, oh, sorry, and he turns it back down. But the big twist at the end is is that when they realise that, oh shit, like a shuttle left and they might have left and they, they, they run after the cells to try and get them. It's like, oh, Joker Jr's betrayed us, damn it. And they find Superboy and Damien. Superboy is split in two into Superboy Red and Superboy Blue because Damien triggered the red kryptonite. <laughs> yep. This so, is kind of glorious. Remember when Tomasi was writing Superman and the the mixapitalic stuff happened mm-hmm. and he had kind of said like the original superman red superman blue story he was reading and got inspired to do something do you think this was that story yeah like, maybe yeah it was kind of a red herring that that's what it was going to be with the reveal of mixapitalic um if so that's awesome because this, this was this was fun um i mean i, I... The, the little justice league even before, even before we got to the back half with Superboy and Damien, the first like you know yeah. five six pages, it was just the history of these villains. Yeah. I actually liked that stuff a lot. I was like kind of into like hearing like how how this came to be, 
um, and then just you know the, the, the villains interacting they're just really fun characters I mean as are Superboy and Damien but the villains are actually kind of delightful to just watch and because uh, they're, they're kind of like almost doing like fake versions of the villains we know so they're kind of off yeah. and they're kind of juvenile versions and it kind of works yeah it reminds me of Space Jam when when it does, they yeah. find the Looney Tunes the, right? the, yeah the little alien creatures yeah yeah. Yeah. So, and and they want to, you know, they want the Looney Tunes to come perform for them, and then, you know, yeah, before they become the big monsters, yeah. So <laughs> I, I just I was getting those vibes. I was not expecting a Space Jam reference today, but yeah, yeah. that one that kind of tracks. It, it, it kind of feels like them in a little little, little way. Um, now I had a blast with this issue. I feel like I mean I don't know if this is going to be one big plot for twelve issues or if this is going to be like you know two or three arcs over the twelve issues. Yeah. But I'm having a blast with this so far. I mean, if, he, if he wants to keep this, you know, injustice gang around for for the, mm-hmm. the, the 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 duration of the whole book, I am all for it because they're yeah. they're a blast. Um, well, you skimmed over how they got control of Superboy because they brought back the puppeteer. Quite so right. like, so Superboy when he gets hit with the gold kryptonite, takes his powers away. But Superman had given him this force field into his belt that activates automatically. So it keeps him safe from from getting hurt, uh, but it also makes him susceptible to the puppet master. So they the puppet master ends up, uh, or the puppeteer. Yeah, puppeteer. Uh, ends up. What mentioned? He doesn't control Superboy directly. He controls the force field around him. So so John's around. still like aware, and he's still is he's still kind of yeah. like trying not to move, but the force field's moving. So uh, we have that. Yeah. So it, he breaks into the fortress to steal the hypercube, and and yeah, that's where we go. But yeah, Superboy Red and Superboy Blue should be a, a whole lot of fun. I mean, the red kryptonite effects and whatnot, like... Yeah. yeah. The Damien's what-the-hell's-happening face at the end is pretty pretty gold. Because mm-hmm. they, they are solid. I mean, every time Burberry does an issue of this, we, we talk about how yep. expressive and how you know big and cartoony and pulpy it is. And, um, yeah. I just solid imagine face. Damien going, oh no, what I do now? There's two. <laughs> Damn it! Big mistake. Worst mistake I've ever made in my life. There's two, the two Johns. What have I done? Uh, so that's what. It's super. Even gets a hero moment because they're going to kill Puppeteer and he, he jumps in to to take the blast. And he, unfortunately, Puppeteer still seemingly dies because you know the, the door shuts and they still blast him anyway. But yeah. So, but John tries to save him even though he's a villain. So it's a nice little moment for him as well. Yeah. Which is good. So yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm having I'm having fun with this. Uh, it's it's just the right kind of it's, it's everything we liked about Super Sons, but it was at its best. There was a couple yeah. of dips in that book originally, uh, but it feels like this yeah. was just where he wanted to go next, and it's I, it's still a blast. I still don't understand why they cancelled it and just didn't put it on a break like they did Supergirl. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird because this is just Super Sons, you know, like it's picking up on threads that have happened. So I fully expect. Um, Nobody, and and uh, man, what was her name? Kathy. Yeah. To show up in some form, to help take down the Injustice Gang. Yeah, yeah, we got our own little uh, mini Justice League. <laughs> yep. Or or Boyzaro. I forget how that ended, but I think he's a friend still. So. Yeah. Or Rob Zaro. Let's just not forget Rob Zaro. Rob Zaro. He was gold. Yeah. We can have this whole thing. Like it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, no, this is, this is a blast. Uh, I've had fun with this being back again. Uh, Matt, what are you giving this issue? This is an 8.5. Uh, from the art to the storytelling, it's really good. I love Tomas and these characters. Yeah, um, 
I'll go with a straight eight. I think. I think. I think it was great. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll put it there. So um, there you go. That is actually all the books this week. It's a short, short episode this week than we've had in a while because there's you know a few less books. Um, we're, we're, we're saving all our energy for week four. Week yeah. week four this month is like Titanic levels of 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 uh, it's terrifying comics. It's, it's there's, insane. There's a Doomsday Clock and some Heroes in Crisis and the and first League yeah and the first League yeah. Odyssey that week. It's, uh, Are we sure it's coming out still? <laughs> well, as far as we know, but uh, Mr. Miracle is not that week now, is it? No, I don't think so. Oh, uh, it's before that. It's before that. That that would be a nightmare if it was. Uh, yeah. I'm, but... I'm gonna have to drink like three rock stars at the old that episode. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a mighty episode. So... We all are, Matt. Um, yeah, so what we do now at the end of the show is we pick our favourites of the week. We do our favourite panel slash moment, best uh, panel or sorry, best art, best cover, and top five books of the week. So that's what we're going to do just now. Uh, so we start with panel slash moment. I'm going to go to Matt first. I'm going to go with Connor first. He's been quiet. He didn't read the last okay. two books. Connor, what was your panel slash moment? I'm I'm going to go with Vandal Savage riding a wolf because I opened that book and I was like, yep, I'm in. Uh, I can't I can't fault the pick, Matt. What you we picking? <laughs> Well, since, since Connor took mine, I want to add a little bit of, of diversity. Mine's also from, from Justice League, but it's when uh, John's fighting uh, Sinestro mm-hmm. and uh, Flash manages to close the door on Umbrax. And, you know, Sinestro's like, you're just a soldier. And John goes, yeah, but you forget I'm also an architect. And then just builds this building and crushes Sinestro with it. That was cool. Yeah, that was that cool. Because really he became he became a Green Lantern again in that moment. So that was really yeah, that was really he became big. A Green Lantern because the door shut on Umbrax. It was a, it was a crowd pleaser yeah. moment, I suppose you'd say. Uh, as tempted as I am to go with Condiment King from Batman, I'm actually of I'm going to go with an, a panel from Nightwing. Uh, Mister Pig's entrance. Well, Silence's entrance is also fantastic, but I want to go with Mister Pig because I knew Silencer was going to be in the issue. Yeah, Mister Pig or yeah. Professor Pig. Sorry, I keep saying Mister Pig. Professor Pig though. Just, look. He studied to get that yes, title. That's... Do him his duty. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Professor Did Pig. Did he get ten- tenure at an evil university to be called Mister? Thank you. Yes, yes, um, yes. I-, I love the the assumption here that he actually got a got a degree and a doctorate. Yeah, uh, obviously. But he. Uh, his his appearance was unexpected. It was out of nowhere, and it made me pop. It was a nice surprise. Whereas yeah. Silencer, because of the cover, I knew she was popping up. Yeah. So, as good as it was. Yeah. So, uh, there you go. That's my pick. Uh, so, cover of the week. Connor. Oh, there's a few good ones here. We have the, the Deathstroke uh, variant. It looks like a Matina. Um, I haven't checked. It's very good. Uh, the regular Batman cover is pretty solid. But think i'm gonna go with the the green arrow variant i think it's the carrie andrews one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah um i i think i quite like the let me just double check it just to make sure it's what i thought, I thought it was uh the nightwing variant i think is pretty solid uh is that rocket oh, fort yeah one. rocket fort yeah it's pretty good yeah i like that i'll go with that some diversity batman's really good though matt yep so so mine's the justice league variant Jim Lee, Superman, hmm? looks great. I love Jim Lee, Superman. Yeah, no, it is pretty great. Okay. Uh, so best art of the week, Matt. What are you going for? So, so mine's Barbieri, Super Sense. Like you said, it's super expressive, and it just feels right. It's nice and comforting. Yeah, I, I actually think I have to agree with that. I think it was probably the the, the most solid, consistent art of the week uh, that I was really digging. So. 
Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you Super Sons. Obviously, I, I didn't read that, so I'm going to go with Chung because I thought I thought everyone in Justice League was pretty great. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, top five books of the week then, Connor. So number one's Justice League. That's that's pretty easy. Uh, number two is Batman. Three is Green Arrow. Four's Nightwing, and five's Green Lanterns. Because that's the only five I read. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why Green Lanterns is in there. No, that that logic works. That logic works. Uh, Matt, what are you going for? So, so my number one's Super Sense. Number two hmm. is Justice League. Three is Green Arrow. Four is Batman. Five is Nightwing. Yeah. Um, my number one is Justice League. My number two is Nightwing. My number three is hmm, probably Green Arrow, then Batman, and then Super Sons. There you go. It's all week. Yeah. It's all week. I mean, I mean, Green Lanterns had the big misstep for me, but other yeah. than that, I, I, I'd really like comic books. So, um, no, so it's all week to start off the month. Uh, so what's coming next week then? That's usually what I do next. So let me just get my list up, and we'll see if anything's changed since uh, the solicits. So next week we have Superman issue three, Detective Comics nine eight eight, The Flash fifty four. Um, I'll just delete that just so you got issue issue three because that's definitely not happening next week. Uh, <laughs> They're supposed to be on three. Yeah, uh, Supergirl yeah. issue twenty-two, Mister Miracle eleven. Is that still right? Is that next week? I don't. Um, I don't I'm not see it. it. Okay, no, I think that's maybe week three now. Tell me that's not week I four. Hope it is. Yeah, tell me that's not week four. <laughs> Someone look up Mister Miracle number eleven where it's coming. Uh, we have Titans twenty-five, which is a slightly bigger issue because the the twenty-fifth because they do that for the the twenty-fives and fifties. Uh, Hawkman issue four is next week. Plastic Man number four is next week, and Sideways issue eight. Also out next week, although not being covered by us, uh, would be Wonder Woman fifty-four, uh, Immortal Men number six, Red Hood and the Outlaws number twenty-six. Although Connor will get to that in a couple months. Uh, Suicide Squad forty-six and the Unexpected number four. So that's the books out and- next week. Oh. Just uh, also the House of Whispers starts next week. Yeah. That's the next Sandman uh, universe book, yeah. Oh wait, it is, yes. No, we're reading Suicide Squad, Pete. It's Sink Atlantis Part oh, Three. Oh, is, is that still the crossover? Sorry, it's okay. Still the crossover. Uh, so okay. I, I uh, thought it might be. Uh, oh, good job, Matt. Good job. So I, Suicide I'm, Squad. I'm trying to see if I can find Mister Miracle. If it, uh, where, where, where that's. Week three. Come on, everyone, say it now. Week three. I'm, I'm hoping for week, week three. three. I think I already have my, my cover for next week. Week three. At, at the moment, I'm seeing week three. Good. Right. He's out, no, we know he good, turned good. it in. It's not going to get delayed because he turned it in. It was finished. He's on, he's on issue 12 don't now. Don't say that. There can be printing errors. There can be shipping errors. Just, just okay, there can be, sure, but he is done with the art. Gerrard's is done with the art, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's home. Week three is good. Week three is good because week three is quiet. Oh, is uh, his cover for issue 12 this week see the yeah, variants yeah mm-hmm. holy crap what a cover yeah yeah I was expecting just Dark Side is for the final cover but this is that but with Scott breaking through the corner as if he's ripping through it so good yeah that's good stuff that is uh, so that's what's coming coming next week hey what a what a, what a simple week of books this was uh, this takes me back to the early days when we only had like six seven books a week uh 
And that was it, nice. No it, 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 are coming. it would actually be that like every week if it was spread out evenly. There'd just be dicks right there. Yeah, week three's pretty quiet. That um, obviously I've come on as Jeff and Mr. Miracle. Yeah, week three's really week three's quiet. Not, not looking huge. Pretty average. Yeah. Two two's probably about normal, I'd say, and then four's just. <laughs> yeah, four's yeah. just like, here's everything. It, it looks like we've got about seven books for week three, which is you know about the same as this week. Which is which is more than normal for week three right now. It's just because Mister Miracle got pushed, which is fine. Give me it. Yeah, and uh, Batman Batman Down starts as well. Yeah, that's every other month, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. So. Double size too, right? Yeah, yeah. But again, it's a quieter week, so you know I don't think it'll be yeah. much of a challenge. Yeah, if that was on week four. Oh, oh yes. Um, and hell, it's, it's worth mentioning Nightwing went double shipping, but it's actually a good thing in this case because it's week three that it's it's buffing up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So. We, we, we get more of this wacky race nonsense uh, in two weeks time so that's fun uh, but yeah so that's uh, that's the that's the book hey Matt how, what do you feel about Timothy Dalton being cast in Doom Patrol are you happy with this I mean that's cool I guess he uh, he's a Bond yeah, he's a Dalton <laughs> like, he's a uh, slasher of prices yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean that, that thing that role fit because I think he can play grumpy right Oh yeah. yeah, he can do grumpy. Oh yeah, Calder's nothing but grumpy. He can do grumpy. I just I want to point out on Doom Patrol now we have we have Timothy Dalton, Alan Tudyk, Brendan Fraser. Like that, that's that's three of our cast members yeah. so far. It's oh. shaping up, isn't it? That's an interesting yeah. cast. Um, they started casting Swamp Thing this week as well. Actually, we've got a couple of Swamp Thing cast members. Mm. No one that I really know that much. But I, I don't. Well, the the best friend girl, she was on uh, Channel Zero uh, season two, but. Um, but no, that's, that's, that's I'm assuming you're casting Abby Arcane. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was the first person cast, yeah. yeah. So, uh, someone who was on Gotham for a while. Yes. Oh, great. Uh, hey, there's a lot of good actors let's on Gotham. Not... Yeah, yeah, let's not hold that against them. Yeah, Gotham's trash, but there's good actors on it. Yeah, it might, it might be fine. I'm just like... Ugh, Gotham. Yeah, yeah. Just, just want to remind everyone that Matt promised he'd do a, a review of the first Titans episode the week Connor's away in October. I just want to remind everyone of that because I don't want him to like forget and then like pretend later on like, oh no, that was just that's, a joke. Or, or I'm, we're, we're gonna have to squeeze it in because I remember I'm on vacation that week. Oh, that's so. fine. That's yeah, fine. We'll yeah, squeeze he's, it. He's, he's filling in for me because I I feel he can do an adequate job of portraying the hatred that is required. <laughs> oh, it's. I just want to watch the first episode and then be like, oh, yeah. it's not something I want to do every week. Oh, Car- Car- sure Connor has to still watch it and then he has to continue it afterwards. So uh, the, the last laugh's on him, but... I'm going to be drunk, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll be double... That'll be Drunk Arrow and Titans back-to-back every week. That'll be the plan. He's not going to survive. Uh, <laughs> if I die, it was for a worthy cause. It's not that worthy. <laughs> which, which only makes it funnier, to be honest. Making those shows tolerable is worthy. <laughs> Better right. dead than watching them sober. Alright, okay. I see what you're saying. I can see what you're saying. Oh, dear. Uh, so yeah, by all means, let us know what you thought of this week's books in the, in the comments and stuffs below. Uh, like and subscribe get us on Patreon in fact worth mentioning our monthly episode went on for patrons me and Connor do a monthly episode on Patreon it's exclusive to patrons over at patreon.com slash mailfuzztv uh, we did Sandman Volume 1 which was actually August's episode slightly late but uh, we did that that's the first 8 issues of Sandman we talked about so that's up just now uh, that's the 13th one so if you sign up now you actually get access to like 13 
back episodes. Uh, next episode for September, we're doing Volume 1 of Gotham Central. Um, and then there'll be a vote in October, because it's a week five month, and it'll be all horror-themed stuff, because that just makes sense. Um, I promise that in November, I'm vowing now to do a Volume 2, because we've done a few Volume 1s. I want to do a Volume 2 in October. Why is I'll Curse... see about that. Why? What, what, what have you got in your head? Oh, I want to do this instead. I have suggestions. You have suggestions. Is something happening in November that you want to tie into? And that's why you're being what adamant? you like to know? We're doing a volume two. Disregard the ginger. Uh, so... <laughs> so that's the monthly episode. You can get that on Patreon. Uh, you can just feel warm and fuzzy for support. And you can do that for a dollar, though. You don't have to you know, d- donate that much. You can just do a dollar a month and keep us going. But, of course, you can support us other ways, so don't feel too bad. You can go over to uh, the YouTube page and you can let the ads play on the videos. You can like, subscribe, comment, get us on Twitter, at DC Comics Podcast, share us around, review us highly on iTunes or whatever your podcast app of choice is. All that helps. All of it's useful. Um, so, yeah, um, and tweet tweet these two. Uh, and tell them that the crab mask and the nightwing visor are for life. Uh, that's worth doing. Nope. Hey, hey, there was a po- I put a poll out about Kale's crab mask. Supplier. I put a poll out for Kale's crab mask, and it was simple yes or no, and it was close, but yes did win. So, yeah, but that's because you're the ones, your audience, you you attract people who like stupid masks because I'm you. I'm gonna like say stupid- Kale's crab mask seems like something you buy in the prophylactic aisle. At the drugstore. Just to wrap this up with some hype for something non-comic book related, I just want to say that new Halloween trailer was absolutely fantastic, and I am, Ooh, I am, I am, I'm jazzing for Halloween now. That long, sh- me now. that long shot at the start, Matt, that just kept behind Michael for like a good bit of time. I was like, yes, yes, stalking, stalking. Oh, so and as good as that was, I really popped for the. Silver Shamrock Halloween masks. Oh, sure, yeah. They're on proud display. So, yes. uh, part of me hopes they take this in a anthology direction, like was the original intent. So the next one doesn't have to be about Michael. I don't think they will, you but know? I mean... I don't think they will either, but it'd be great. Yeah. But, you know. Also, there's, there's, there's that moment, because the, the Silver Shamrock for the Halloween mask in Halloween 3, the, the commercial's got a song, and there's a moment where it dawns on you years later, like, that's just London's burning, or London, London Bridge mm-hmm. is falling down. Leonard is falling yeah. down. Yeah. That's all that is. It's that's that tune. But hey. Yeah. I still think of that song first. Yeah. So Shamrock. So Well, much much like Country Roads after Kingsman Oh yeah. Two. I'll never listen to those songs without thinking of that. So Yeah. That seems yeah. great. Kingsman two has its problems. It's not it's not a perfect movie, but no. uh Marilyn had a good had a good arc in that movie. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh I know uh, Fallout 76 is trying to make that song its thing, but everyone's just going, yeah, but Kingsman. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Matt, you, you missed the, the last 71 Fallout, so they're on 76 now. Yeah, I know. Well, everyone's playing that and, and Spider-Man, so it's fine. That's what I'm going to go do right now. Yeah, of course. You're a prick. <sighs> My Spider-Man is not arriving until sometime next week. And even then, that's it's un, it's unclear. It's like, oh, if if the rental copies come back, I'll get it next week. The pricks. I'm not happy. You know what I'm excited for? What? This, this book that's coming out on Tuesday, written by uh, Woodward. Uh, you guys look confused. No, you've been keeping up with your news. Yeah, not have not no. What, what are we talk no. about? 
All right, this book called Fear by Bob Woodward. Bob Woodward is one of the guys that brought down Nixon through the okay. Washington Post. Right. And, and he writes books about presidents, and this one's about the current president and how incapable that, that office is being ran. That, that, and I'm so excited to read it. This is complete news to me, Matt. I would never have guessed have this you, in a Have you years. read uh, Fire and Fury yet? No, but this is... So this is written by someone that's a legit journalist. That's why I'm going to this one first. Because the source is a little bit more trustworthy. Yeah, you know? that's fair. I read that one because it was out. Yeah, yeah. So you might want to pick this one up, Connor. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure mm. I do. Tuesday, yeah. you say? Yep, it's out Tuesday. I already have it pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, it arrives soon. Yeah. We'll get on that. I'm still pissed. Yeah. I'm, so not, get, playing. I'm still pissed I'm not playing. I'm still pissed. I'm not playing. I'm just pissed. I'm not playing Spider-Man tonight, right? I'm just pissed yeah. about it. I'm, I'm, I'm mad against the world. Sorry. I'm sorry. Just mad. No, you don't. Vigi games. <laughs> I started playing because uh, of Zero last I, night. That I was violent as shit. Out, people were getting it. I, I was. Were getting it on Thursday. I was. I was bashing heads I, in car doors last night in Yakuza Zero. So I mean, that was me taking out my frustration. And and I just it was a wall of people, just with like, hey, look at what I got. Hey, look what I got. And I was like, oh, cool. I won't hear from them for a week. And shut themselves in, become video game vampires. It's great. Ah, oh, dear, dear. Um, I mean, I was gonna say, I mean, I wish DC could get a new big game, but I mean, we did get a fantastic set of four Batman games, so I can't really be that, yeah, <laughs> that grumpy yeah, we, about we, it. We we had it pretty good compared to Marvel games recently. Yeah, yeah. Rocksteady's working in something. There's another DC game in the works. I know what it is. You know what I I said recently, I think a Wonder Woman game in the style of God of War would be perfect because, yeah. She deals with that mythological big creature shit mm-hmm. all the time. That'd yeah, I can great. see that. Um, that would work. I think you have a Wonder Woman game like that. You have an open city game for the Flash, so you can speed around, right? That makes sense for Flash. And then, who else is left? Green Lantern's a difficult one. You know a Wonder Woman game? What? A Barbara Ann Minerva side oh, quest. Oh my god damn it, you're so, you're so predictable, man. Based off of issue 8. Ma, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go see uh, Rucker in a couple of weeks. Oh, he's going to a know, con with me, and and I'm gonna pass this along. Yes, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna load up just a, a clip of you going yes. on about it on my phone and show him. Just yeah. please just show him and go. It's it's this is how he says he loves things. It's perfectly natural. Don't be put off. Uh, <laughs> and he'll still be so put good. off because that's just the natural way of doing things. No, uh, no, I don't think I think Rucker's fine. I think uh, they'll be like, oh, that's cool. This guy's weird. Don't yeah. let him near me. I feel like the biggest challenge DC character-wise to make a game out of is Green Lantern. Because the whole point of Green Lantern is you can make anything. But you can't really do that in a game. You have to, like, predefine all the things that you can do. Yeah, you, I, the best thing you can do is unlock new things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess the best I'm thing sorry. would be just to give him hundreds and hundreds of things that he can make. Think, so there's enough of I them. Think, I think Green Lantern would work amazingly as a Metroidvania style. Like, you know, okay... You need to be able to make this thing to get through this door, but so you have to unlock it later and come back. Okay, yeah, I can kind of see it. Kind of see it. Um, how about how about an indie game based on Mr. Miracle? We just try to escape things. Just an escape artist. It's just a two D platformer. Yeah. Just gonna get out. Yeah. There you go. That's your Mr. Yeah. Miracle game. Um, but of course, this is all just all just prelude to the Kite Man game, which is your flying simulator. Hell yeah. There's a hell yeah button. X to hell yeah. Obviously. Slip. 
<laughs> I think we lost Matt. He did. I'll just just bogging this down in video game talk though. <laughs> all right, that is that is episode one hundred and twenty. I think we're on of College from the Multiverse. Uh, I did all the plugins, sure. so so that is that is us. Uh, uh, by, by all means, uh, yeah, like you say, contact us. Let us know what you thought and yeah, 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 all that stuff. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. Uh, we appreciate it, Lords. Keep reading DC Comics, and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. Thank you.